let's go into the text this morning matthew chapter 9 and let's read from verses 9 to 17 as jesus went on from there he saw a man named matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth follow me he told him and matthew got up and followed him while jesus was having dinner at matthew's house many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples when the pharisees saw this they asked his disciples why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners on hearing this jesus said it is not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick but go and learn what this means i desire mercy not sacrifice for i have not come to call the righteous but sinners then john's disciples came and asked him how is it that we and the pharisees fast but your disciples do not fast jesus answered how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them when they will fast no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch will pull away from the garment making the tear worse neither do men pour new wine into new old wine skins for if they do the skins will burst the wine will run out and the wine skins will be ruined no they pour new wine into new wine skins and both are preserved yeah we are going back to the same text that we talked about last sunday um we talked about crossover how we see jesus uh crossing over and jesus helping people cross over we uh, looked at the aspect of how jesus helped people cross over from one way of thinking from what they knew to what he wanted them to know one experience to the experience he wanted them to have uh, we saw that probably you missed it last week go back as paul has all the stuff online you can go on a soundcloud or podcast on youtube and you can find it on our site achurch.in and you will find it now uh why are we going back to the same text is because there's something more in the same text than just what we talked about last week <laughs> you know it's amazing how when you look at scriptures and you study it uh, there is so much in it that sometimes you can't really finish understanding or talking about all of it uh, in one sitting and so we're going back to it again and but we're going to be looking at it in a little different perspective this morning what we looked at last week was how jesus helped people cross over now here were people who were criticizing him they were frowning at jesus why because he was eating in the house of a tax collector and a sinner and the pharisees were there and they said what is this if he is god if he is a holy man um, if he has come from god how can he be sitting with sinners so they were already pronouncing a judgment on these uh, people and saying you know how can jesus do that and so jesus was helping them to cross over uh, in their understanding by saying it's not the healthy who need a doctor but us but the sick who need the doctor i did not come to call the um, righteous but i came for sinners so these people had already taken a, a higher moral standing uh, assuming a higher moral standing saying that we are righteous and they are sinners so they made that separation jesus was helping them to cross over to understand that he came to reach out to sinners and the same way in the next episode we see from verses 14 to 17 they come asking uh, john's disciples came and asked him how is it that we and the pharisees fast but your disciples don't fast now this was not a criticism but this was a genuine question a sincere question Uh, because they were trying to figure out what was going on here why aren't jesus's disciples fasting they seem to be eating all the time they had just now had a, a meal at the house of this tax collector uh, matthew 
and so they see jesus very often eating in places in different people's houses uh he was uh, you you find that very much repeated in different passages in the scriptures in the gospels and so they have this genuine question and they are asking jesus what is this your disciples are not fasting he gives them the answer basically what he is trying to tell them is that your salvation and uh, you earning god's acceptance is not by your good works but god loves you and he is bringing this new paradigm of the new covenant the aspects of the new covenant are introduced right here uh, as jesus is interacting and teaching uh, people in different settings he is telling them that you don't uh, you cannot earn god's salvation you cannot earn god's acceptance by your own good works while fasting by itself is a good spiritual discipline that uh, jesus would uh, you know upholds um, but at the same time it is not by that by doing works good works where we can earn god's salvation or acceptance but rather by faith and so these people are caught up in the old paradigm of doing things and by doing they earn uh, god's uh acceptance and jesus is here trying to tell them that you know the guests of the bridegroom will fast when he is not there after he is taken away they will pray they will fast uh, you know they will uh, need to do that but here this is you know the time where he is helping them to understand the new um uh, and helping them to switch from the old and so that's the shift that we see happening and jesus bringing that shift in their understanding uh, we looked at these things last sunday but what we're going to be looking at this morning uh quickly is about building bridges how jesus wanted them to cross over but what he did in the process was actually he built bridges now if you need to help somebody cross over or if you want to cross over across a lake or a water body or a river or anything like that we need a bridge and uh, and so this is how um jesus was helping people cross over by building bridges now you see the question that the pharisees asked were literally um you know bringing a division i mean this man tax collector is a sinner we are righteous how can we go associate with him they would making the division uh, wider but jesus was actually building a bridge and crossed over in fact he crossed over first to go to the house of this tax collector and eat with him and thereby they were he was able to win this tax collector over amen hallelujah and so if ever we want to win souls for christ we need to be willing to be crossing over and building bridges with people and there are many many reasons or things that you find uh, in society in the christian world many things that actually have made the division wider uh we see culturally uh we we see in our nation especially you see what is called as a caste system which has made some groups of people isolate themselves from other groups of people and we we always look at others uh, based on who they are and the simple very uh, polished question that people will ask is so which is your hometown where do you come from what they're essentially asking is not just about which city or which town you're from what they're trying to find out is which caste do you belong to oh are you from south india oh that means you are you belonging to this kind of a caste that's exactly what they are referring to but they will not ask you that way but what they are essentially asking is oh if you're from south and if you're from a particular region then you must be from certain kind of a caste background and that's exactly what they want to find out are you with me this morning 
all right so by the simple question and if you are sharp enough and if you've been asked such questions and you know people are looking for which caste you belong to and that's how they are you know beginning this relationship with you this first conversation with you itself you know where they are coming from and definitely you're going to be saying okay this is what you have in your mind and you know that that really will put off somebody who is not stuck with that paradigm all right and so what happens is the moment they find out that this person is not from their kind of hometown they don't belong to their caste they will slowly back off and start finding other people in the crowd with whom they can mix with you get what i'm saying is that true you find that in a society yes you find uh, divisions that have been brought up by um, by as simple as skin color you know based on skin color was you know even when people are hiring people to work they look at especially when they hiring women to work they, they look at what kind of skin color uh, they have and so if somebody's got a lighter a skin tone that person naturally gets a better easier way through uh, through that interview and gets a fine a, a job a good position than somebody who is dark skin now there's no bias against skin color we don't have that but what i'm talking about this these are things that people you find these things in the society and so people look at uh, one another in a very different way and, and perceive things and pick and choose and and see who they are and what their background is like and which community they belong to what kind of caste they belong to what kind of skin color they they see all of these things and and because of all of these perceptions and because of the biases that come along with it you see the divisions are wider and where you see here jesus is bridging these divisions and crossing over hallelujah as a church of jesus we need to be bridging and we need to be crossing over we need to be building bridges and reaching out to people whoever they might be whatever the society in the world has classified them to be whatever skin color they may have whatever cultural background they may come from whatever ethnicity whatever religious background they may come from also we need to be willing to be able to cross over and connect with people hallelujah without which we cannot be effective in the kingdom of god and for the kingdom of god amen in so jesus you find he didn't just come for the jews but although he says that i came for the lost sheep of israel but the reason why he died was that he would use the people of israel that's why he was born in a jewish family that's why he was born in israel but his goal his heart was for the nations of the world his heart was for the people of the world that every tongue and tribe and nation will belong to him hallelujah he created all of them and he loves the world god so loved the well not just the people of israel he loved the whole world and he loves everybody and he wants everybody to come into his kingdom hallelujah amen but because he came uh, you know to do the work of redemption he limited his work to the nation of israel because he had chosen them ages past to be a kingdom of priests so that he would use them to touch the nations of the world that's why he limited his work in the region of galilee in the you know jerusalem judean region and now you see that in this context in this passage that we're reading we find that there was a religious mindset a religious superiority mindset that actually was a barrier there and jesus is crossing over that barrier by building a bridge and what is the bridge that he is building by going over to the house of this tax collector and eating with him basically he is trying to build a relationship with this tax collector now 
generally people at that time did not like these tax collectors because they were amassing wealth by uh, you know extracting money from the people and so you find jesus actually crossing over you know that barrier where people actually did not like tax collectors but jesus was going to the house of a tax collector and building a relationship with him now you and i cannot you know reach out to be people to uh, people and be effective in reaching out to people if we actually have this superiority religious superiority mindset that because we know the truth now you know we know the gospel because we are saved we are born again we have been set free from sin we have our sins have been forgiven we have the hope of eternal life because we are the people of the truth we cannot elevate ourselves over others and say i am here you know up here and you need to be coming up to me you need to coming a matching up to our level you need to understand what we understand that's when we can connect with you we can't expect people to cross over but we need to be crossing over to people and you know engaging with them and that's where we can be effective if we have this religious superiority mindset that will become a very big barrier to reach out to people we need to be connecting people naturally at as just as another human being amen not looking at what background they come from what religious you know uh, background they come from or what kind of uh, uh, understanding or philosophies or teachings they have of course we need to learn all of that so that we can be effective in sharing the gospel but not to have this religious superiority mindset that i am better than you you are there i am here that's the wrong mindset that's a kind of mindset that many people have and that's the way they relate with others also um you know somebody would say you know uh, i uh, you know i'm really you know going through this kind of a situation and no oh, i'm really afraid of what's going to happen you know somebody might just be pouring out what's going on in their life and we can easily be judgmental on them and say oh i'm a christian we don't have fear well, that will be a very very dangerous thing to say if we say things like that and say oh we are christians you know we don't fear you know we don't have any fear at all that will really be a rude way of interacting with somebody somebody's got a genuine fear and we need to identify ourselves with that and not be saying i am a christian i don't have fear that's the way sometimes christians come across believers come across uh people who are trying to share the gospel come across to people in such a manner where it can it can really snub others it can be hurtful it can be uh it can be insulting you know something very genuine that they are struggling with some genuine situation they have we need to identify ourselves uh, with them and understand that they are really going through something which is very genuine and where we can't be bashing them and we can't be shooting them down we can't be critical of that we can't be elevating ourselves above them above them and what they are going through and say we don't we don't you know have any fear we are people full of faith really let's see if a tsunami comes <laughs> who's going to run first <laughs> you know so we should be very sensitive to people as we relate and we need to be seeing how we can build relationships we don't um uh, the scriptures of course teaching us very clearly that we are not called to do what they do or believe what they believe but it's important that we relate with them and we build a healthy relationship a friendship whereby we can actually be able to reach out to such people now jesus was all about reaching out to people and you see him uh, you know being criticized very often by the pharisees he's called a sinner he's called a glutton he's called he, he they they do all kinds of things against him they're trying to push him down a cliff they are angry with him they're plotting to kill him 
you see they are so much upset with him because he was literally upsetting the religious system of his day because the pharisees were wearing all these long robes and this and that and they were standing at street corners and they wanted everybody to you know be uh, saluting them and they wanted to uh, you know have the place of honor in any place they went to they wanted to be recognized they wanted to be made important they wanted to be acknowledged and accredited uh, you know everywhere they went but jesus was so humble and meek and very simple and direct and just like you know uh, any natural normal human being he was going and connecting with people and but yet he was bringing them into the kingdom of god and that upset the religious people of his day amen and so uh, we have to be breaking those barriers and we need to be crossing over and uh, building relationships with people and that's the perspective that we need to have a shift in this morning uh, if you don't build bridges by breaking such superior religious mindset which we have among uh, believers among christians we will not be effective in reaching out to people and so let's move on and break those barriers and go and connect with people of all kinds whoever they might be whatever uh, differences we might have in our belief systems and our practices uh, and we will have those differences but let's connect and build relationships and build bridges to reach them now the second uh, thing that you find here is Uh, firstly you see relationships that jesus built and that was the way he crossed over and that was the build bridges he built secondly you find that jesus was explaining uh his teaching and thereby he was building bridges now they had a certain perception when they came to him in verse 14 john's disciples came and asked him how is it that we and the pharisees fast but your disciples do not fast now they had a genuine sincere question but jesus went on to explain about it he was not criticizing them he was not saying that you know don't you have you know understanding you know can't you make out who i am i am the son of god i am jesus you know don't you know who i am he didn't challenge them he didn't uh, counter question them he was not trying to um, uh, push them and uh, make them feel that they didn't know anything but he rather was explaining and helping them to understand that's something we need to do uh, we need to identify the areas of ignorance in people's lives and very often you will find as you're trying to reach out to people you'll find them ignorant of many uh, things about who Jesus is many things about christianity many things about christian life and very often have picked up you know information and uh, seen things happen in different people's lives here and there and often have built up a wrong understanding about Christ and Christianity and about the Christian way of life and so sometimes we will ha- see people or hear people ask us questions which come from wrong perceptions which is incorrect which is biblically not right which we don't represent and very often because of some black sheep among us who have lived a certain way which has incurred this kind of a wrong perception which we firstly we need to see identify these wrong perceptions wrong uh, misconceptions wrong ideas which they have got into themselves one of the wrong ideas that they have in india is that christianity is a white man's religion this came from the west it came from america england and this is a way that christians used white men used the religion and by converting people they used this to colonize our nation right that's a wrong conception another wrong conception is all of the evangelistic work that christians do and the reason why they're sharing the gospel with people and all of that is because all of these christians are getting foreign money 
right so these are some of the very strong frequently uh, heard misconceptions about christ and the gospel and then many others also think that christianity is uh, you know if you become a christian you you join with the low class low caste people that's a huge hindrance for many people and so the moment i accept christ i will have to uh, you know be going down and becoming uh, a low caste person and all of the people in my community will start looking down on me because they look down on christianity as a religion of the low caste these are the drinking beef eating uh, types with loose morals that's the perception that many people in our country very many conservative people have about christian christianity and so you will find many such ignorances may jesus himself was not a white man he's not a westerner he's an easterner born in the middle east <laughs> right and so somehow you know because of many things that have happened in history people have these many wrong uh, ideas and so we will have to bust one of one after the other all of these wrong conceptions that people have in their minds and when we break them down one by one like by explaining and so uh, we we have to be understanding from where people are coming from what is their background why are they asking some of these questions and maybe they uh, maybe they had a christian boss uh, who did not treat them well or maybe they had a christian friend who did not live a good life and and so have had this wrong or a very uh, you know bad witness about christ they've seen a bad witness about the christian and so because of that they just simply do not like christians they don't like christ so we have to tell them that this is not something that jesus is teaching and the kind of life that they have seen is not something that jesus would approve of and so we will also have to expose the black sheep that are among us and say yes they are wrong accept the truth and not say that no 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 we are all very perfect people we don't have to give a very goody goody picture on the outside when somebody has done wrong when something has gone wrong somewhere in some way it has been misrepresented to people we have to acknowledge that and say yes those people who done that is are wrong and we don't accept that you condemn that but yet that does not make the truth false amen just because some people are not living up to the truth that does not live make the truth false is that right amen just because we have a cop riding on the wrong side of the road because he's not on uniform does not make the law of the land that we have to drive on the left side of the road wrong right are you getting it just because the law keepers and the law enforcement men sometimes fail and they themselves are corrupt and do wrong things and go against the law that does not make the law invalid and we cannot say that because some policemen ride on the wrong side of the road i'm also going to ride on the wrong side of the road i will not obey the law am i right does it make sense so we need to understand that you know because there are some people who have done wrong things because there are some people who have not lived good lives that does not make the truth false and we need to be helping people to understand that and if we honestly acknowledge that you building a bridge amen you honestly acknowledge that yeah what was done in the name of christ 
you know during the time of the crusaders they even killed people in the name of jesus that's the way they evangelized they converted people by force by war and that's not what the gospel is all about jesus is not advocating that and those things have happened in history and we need to condemn that and say that is not what the bible is talking about we need to take you know uh, come to terms with those truths and we need to acknowledge them and say you know those are wrong things we need to condemn them and when we do that we build bridges we need to explain amen praise the lord and so here are people coming with wrong conceptions they 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 are still stuck in the old paradigm and so they are seeing john's disciples pharisees all of them are fasting jesus your disciples they are not fasting why what's going on here why is it why aren't you doing these things and so we begin to explain and so basically you see here by explaining jesus built bridges of you know over ignorance he identified the ignorance in people's lives and he built bridges by explaining the truth in the way they could understand amen praise the lord and so it's when we talk about winning souls to christ when we talk about proclaiming the gospel it's not about just delivering information about the gospel and very often we think if we have just told about jesus that jesus loves you jesus died for you accept christ and you will have eternal life he forgives you sins by just giving information about the gospel we don't necessarily help people to understand the gospel amen it's one thing to pass on the information about christ it's totally another thing to explain in their context from where they are coming from from where their questions are coming from which are very genuine concerns but we need to address them honestly and by explaining we build bridges and we can be effective in sharing the gospel amen so when you're talking to a young person it might be a very different conversation that you would have when you're talking to an old person when you're talking to somebody who's from a very conservative religious background the issues that you have to address and the conversations that you would have with them will be very different amen hallelujah and so it's necessary for us to really see how can i be building bridges in the relationships that i'm building with people around me in order to help people accept christ and you see here um the our faith is not a blind faith it's not some kind of an uh, you know just a fanaticism over something it's very much a reasonable understandable explainable you know gospel amen and so we need to do that very intelligently now uh, come with me to first peter in chapter number 3 First Peter in this context let's look at another passage for a better understanding first Peter in chapter number 3 and we read verses 15 and 16 but in your hearts set about Christ as lord always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have but do this with gentleness and respect keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ maybe ashamed of their slander if we are wise and intelligent and if we are identifying the areas of ignorance and if we are able to explain the gospel well articulated well in the way that person to whom you are interacting with will understand then you will be able to win them over help them cross over firstly we need to cross over and and identify the areas of ignorance explain them explain to them what they need to know and clear out the misconceptions clear out the roadblocks clear out the wrong ideas 
and help them to understand the gospel give an answer be prepared to give an answer and give the reason for why you believe what you believe amen praise the lord sometimes we might be able to say what we believe in but we may not be able to explain why we believe in what we believe that's the most important thing why do i believe in christ is not just because you know this felt good it's not just because you know here i came and i just felt some peace here it's not just because you know something good happened to me but why do you believe in christ because he's the true living god and because you experience the forgiveness of your sins is because you have the assurance and the hope of eternal life because there's been a a conviction that has come into your heart which is very genuine which is very true about what you feel like what you understood what you you know experience has become very true in your life and you see the reflection of that in your life on a day to day basis you seeing how the power of the gospel has changed your life and how it has given you hope it has given you new life you begin to explain why you believe what you believe and then people will understand the gospel better and you by crossing over to them you can help them cross over to come to christ amen praise the lord let's quickly move on number 3 we're going to look at um how um jesus spoke to the samaritan woman that's a great uh, place where jesus crossed over now this is a socio ethnic bias a socio ethnic bias it was a society a problem in the society and it was also something to do with ethnicity it was now the jews said we we are the blue blooded jews we are the original jews we are the pure jews and these samaritans are the a mixture and and so they considered them to be outcasts and so jews would never associate with the samaritan and that's why jesus told the story of the good samaritan because the priest the levite and all of them the jewish people you know all of them did not care for the one who had uh, been beaten and thrown on the street who was bleeding but it was a samaritan who came and picked up and so what he was trying to say is a samaritan really has a heart and but you don't have this heart of reaching out to people and loving them and so so because the jews considered samaritans as outcasts and they would not associate with them you see jesus here having this conversation with a samaritan woman in john's gospel chapter 4 and you find here uh, where this woman was coming to jacob's well in verse 6 john 4 6 and jesus was tired and as he was from the journey and sat down by the well and this woman had come to draw water we all know the story i'm not going to go into the story much but i'll just make the point when the samaritan woman came to take water jesus is tell asking her will you give me a drink and the samaritan woman was literally startled and she said in verse 9 you are a jew i am a samaritan woman how can you ask me for a drink for jews do not associate with samaritans normally jewish people will not even go through the town of samaria to go to the other side they will go around but jesus went through the towns of samaria and uh, a jewish male will not speak to a samaritan woman at all again their culture and which is even prevalent in our culture where men again are elevated to be superior beings and women are treated like subhuman beings you know even in a country uh, in the eastern countries you find that uh, you know social evil which is so much there uh, thank god that things like sati were abolished where the you know widow who had lost her husband would have to toss herself into the funeral pyre of her husband and kill herself because the husband died 
uh, it was such an evil. Uh, but now things have changed because thanks to uh, education and thanks to many things uh, that things have changed and women have also come up to you know positions of power and uh, uh, influence as well. Praise God for all of that. But the problem in that day was so much that this can never be. This can never happen. A, a Jewish male would never speak to a Samaritan woman. And one of the prayers that uh, was part of the culture then uh, among many Jew, Jews was that uh, when they prayed, they prayed, uh, thank God that uh, you uh, have not made me a slave. You have not made me a dog. You have not made me a woman. Um, that, that's the way um, many of them prayed. Um, you know, so this is the kind of situation where Jesus is crossing over. So what Jesus was doing was something phenomenal here. Now it might look like, oh, one woman came and he spoke to her. It might look like as simple as that for us. It doesn't make any difference in our context because we're all working together and we all interact with one another. And, uh, you know, so we don't have such differences or look at somebody as a woman and, you know, give more respect to a man, treat a woman, you know, with less respect. But in that time, this was really a very, very impossible thing that Jesus was doing. And he was breaking down the social ethnic barrier that was there in the time of Jesus. And very often we also find ourselves in such barriers. I already talked to you about the caste system. And and those things can be a barrier. And you also see today one of the uh, dangerous things that's happening in the Christian world, which I want us to be cautioned about, is the surge in the uh, fanaticism about... uh, Pledging allegiance to national Israel among Christians. It's, don't get me wrong here. I'm not anti-Israel or anti-Semitic. But there is a huge increase in the very passionate, fleshly uh, allegiance toward Israel. Very Israel-centric it's becoming. Especially many of the TV preachers are exploiting the whole idea of Israel and the prophecy fulfillment and the end times. And using Israel as a very good way of making money and doing their business well. They sell the talit and the, uh, you know, the skull cap and the oil from Israel and this and that and everything. So give $50 and we give you this. Uh, this is a very dangerous teaching that you see, very Israel-centric. Of course, all the promises that God gave to Israel and the prophecies that about the nation of Israel and the people of Israel as a nation will be fulfilled. And uh, God will do that. Amen. And so God is faithful to his people. He called them. They are his chosen people. He will do that. But for us as a church of Jesus, where today, biblically, church is both Jews and Gentiles together. Amen. Because Christ died for all. And repeatedly you find in scriptures that is neither Jew nor Gentile. Right. Let me give you the verse. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 11. You'll understand why I'm referring to this. Just to caution us from this false teaching that is going around um, in the Christian world. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 11. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian or Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, so whether a person is a Jew or a Gentile, in the sight of God, they are all the same and they all need the blood of Christ to be saved. Alright? Okay. And so there is no special status in that way 
or we as gentiles do not have to pledge an allegiance to national israel in order to be accepted by god or in order for god to bless us in a very special way that's the way it is being sold this is exactly the message which is being sold in on christian television by many of those israel fanatic preachers where uh, the whole time it's all about israel but no the gospel is not all all about israel the gospel is about christ all right and so what is happening is because there's a drive to pledge allegiance to israel national israel today's national israel what is happening in turn is that we are driving ourselves to becoming anti islamic because the islamic world is anti israel are you with me it puts us into a mindset where we begin to dislike muslims do you think god created muslims do you think jesus died on the cross for muslims do you think jesus loves muslims yes he does and so by shifting our allegiance to one nationality or one ethnic race we can become an enemy to all other ethnic races which are against them and that's not how the church of jesus is jesus died for both jew and gentile hindu muslim everybody amen hallelujah now this can become a barrier for us to share the gospel with muslims we can actually start hating muslims the more and more we start pledging allegiance and become fanatical about national israel even when the disciples themselves asked jesus after jesus ascended from the uh, rose from the dead and before his ascension back into heaven the disciples come and ask jesus are you at this time going to restore israel the kingdom to israel jesus said it's none of your business you go and wait for the holy spirit you will be filled with the holy spirit you go and be witnesses in jerusalem in judea samaria and to the ends of the earth that's your call that's the call of the church the church of jesus has to reach out to both jews and gentiles amen and we are not to take sides with any ethnic group be it jerusalem be it israel or be it any other nation because god loves everybody amen are you with me now the the reason i'm cautioning us is because um, we get to listen to a message in church only once a week and for one hour but many of you are hooked on to your christian channels through the week and seem to be ushering in the presence of god and keep maintaining the presence of god in the house when we keep the channels on through the day in fact a lot of people keep it on through the day even if they are doing something else because they want to keep maintaining the presence of god in the house because there are some christian songs that are going on you don't have to do that god is with you whether you have the tv on or off whether you watch sun news or cnn jesus is with you always amen you don't have to keep all the christian channels on to maintain the presence of god at home <laughs> oh my we have all kinds of ideas people have come up with <laughs> and so because of a huge number of israel centric preachers beginning from john hagi and larry huck and i'm naming all of them publicly so that you would be cautious of what you're taking in they all believe in jesus but very often have some excesses of overemphasis on national israel 
which is pledging us and calling us to pledge our allegiance with the national Israel. If you bless Israel, you will be blessed. You go to Israel and put offering in the church at nativity and you will come here and you will see thousands of dollars multiplying in your bank balance. False teaching. You go and get off the plane at, you know, um, Tel Aviv and kiss uh, the land of Israel and then you will see God kissing you. All kinds of teachings are coming out. This is the way it is being said, which is wrong. We love the people of Israel, but we also love Muslims who are on the other side of the border. They might be shooting. They might be killing the Jews, but we love them as well. Amen. We need to cross those social ethnic barriers that have been built up in our societies, even in the name of God, even using the Bible. Those are abuse of scriptures. We need to be careful not to become fanatical about a particular ethnic group of people because Jesus made the church, which is both Jews and Gentiles together. You find that in Ephesians chapter 2 and 3. Go and read it carefully and you will find it's Jesus built the bridge and brought the Jew and Gentile together as one body, members of one body and as one household, which is the church of Jesus. Hallelujah. And when Jesus is going to come back, he's not going to come back only for the people of Israel. He's going to come back for the church that he bought with his blood, with Jews and Gentiles together. Amen. Hallelujah. And now the Gentiles are getting saved in the thousands all over the world. And the Jews will see the salvation of the Gentiles and that will coax them. That will make them jealous. And they will also finally accept Christ. And as Paul writes in Romans, all Israel will be saved. Amen. We need to preach the gospel both to the Jews and the Gentiles. We need to love both the Jews and the Gentiles. Jews and Muslims. And so whatever be it. So you might be a Nadar. You might have to love the Nadar and the Velalar. Did all the Nadars say Amen? So we, we, we need to come out of this bondages. These are bondages that the devil has put over our lives which have become barriers for the sharing of the gospel. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ultimately, scratch the skin. Everybody's got the same color blood. Amen. God forbid, but if ever you have to have a blood transfusion, you may not find another blood. You will find some blood, but it will be blood. Amen. We need to break out of these boundaries. We need to break out of these kinds of mindsets of viewing people based on who they are, what background they're from, what caste they belong to. We need to break out. Jesus did that very well. How many of us would like to go and mix around and get connected with gypsies? You know, they are one group of people where people don't associate themselves with. People who are suffering from leprosy. There are probably one or two people who do ministry among lepers. But very often there used to be a, a family, you know, one man affected with leprosy used to come here. And we used to invite him, give him water, make him sit inside. 
give him money by god's grace we helped uh, their daughter's education and she's finished nursing amen from all that you are contributing it's gone to help this uh, you know a person's daughter suffering from leprosy every time they come we give them clothes we give them money we give them uh, we invite them we give them water whatever they need they come around once in a month or something like that hallelujah they would be treated like untouchables even when they drop a coin people would drop it very carefully that they don't touch their that the hands don't come in contact have you seen people do that they would give but they would give with a you know in a very very bad manner i think we need to break out of all of these barriers that's when we can show the love of jesus truly amen hallelujah praise the lord so whether it's the gypsies or the irula community you know the snake catchers garbage collectors how many of us have a conversation with the garbage collector amen talk to such people nobody talks to them they just leave the garbage at the gate say take it they would not even take it and hand it over so very often we have our minds are stuck in a certain way and we need to break out of all of these socio ethnic barriers then when we can be effective in sharing the gospel and lastly i want to close with this we need to act in wisdom as we build bridges with the unreached and especially when it comes to different practices of other religions when we're interacting with people that way we also need to be sensitive that we are not judgmental or critical about their practices in uh, acts chapter 16 and verses 1 to 4 this is about number 4 acting in wisdom as we build bridges acts chapter 16 verses 1 to 4 he came to derbe there is paul came to derbe and then to lystra where a disciple named timothy lived whose mother was a jewess and a believer whose father was a greek intermarriages happen praise god <laughs> greek and jew mother was a jewish and the father was greek the brothers of lystra and iconium spoke well of him he is a good believer he's grown in the lord because paul had shared the gospel in lystra in the previous missionary journey and now a group of people have believed in christ and the church has been born in lystra now in that church timothy was growing very quickly and paul wanted to take him along on the journey was three so he circumcised him because of the jews who lived in the area for they all knew that his father was a greek because father is greek son also will be taken as a greek but now timothy is coming about coming around to become a good disciple who would become a good right hand man for paul paul saw that everybody spoke well of him not only him but he also see in reference in timothy where his mother grandmother all of them were people of faith and timothy was handed down with a good deposit of the truth and paul is commissioning commissioning timothy to continue to hand down this teaching of christ in the churches and paul is thinking of taking timothy on his missionary journeys on this global missionary journey and so now in because of the jews in that place and because timothy ha- has a good combination of a jew and greek now he understands both cultures that's an advantage 
of having parents of different backgrounds because you understand different cultures and now because he understands that he can be a very strategic person to reach out both to the jews and the gentiles because paul himself was a roman citizen but yet had a jewish ancestry are you with me and paul is now called to take the gospel to the gentiles and of course any place he goes to first he will go to the jews he will go to the jewish synagogue preach the gospel there eventually he will get thrown out and then he goes to the gentiles this was a pattern and now on his missionary journey he also needs somebody who will have this combination and this is a person who is well spoken of man of good testimony and hand picks timothy and he takes him and circumcises him while well, actually in just the previous chapter is the jerusalem council where because many gentiles have turned to christ and many jewish people are telling the gentiles also to be circumcised and now in the jerusalem council the apostles have come to a conclusion that we will not require the gentiles to be circumcised because that is of the old covenant as long as the gentiles are not worshiping idols and they are not eating food offered to idols and they're not eating meat with the blood that's enough those are the only guidelines given to the gentile churches are you understanding this and now after paul was part of the jerusalem council which is now taking the message to the churches gentile churches to say you don't have to be circumcised paul himself is firstly circumcising timothy it looks like it's a contradiction but paul was building a bridge by acting wisely smart act because if timothy has to be accepted by the apostles by the jewish people wherever he goes where the jews are going to be uh, uh, reached he needs to be circumcised because he is a gentile for the sake of the gospel he took and circumcised timothy not for the sake of associating themselves with the gentile community not for the acceptance of the gentile community in the sense of so that he will become one among them so that he will uh, you know uh, just for the sake of having the goodwill of the jewish people but for the sake of the gospel so that he will have an access into the jewish community if he is circumcised he will have access into the jewish community because he understand both jewish culture and greek culture because of his parentage and so he did a smart act for the sake of the gospel but he was not compromising on the truth because paul himself is against circumcision he's preaching against circumcision and he's challenging peter about circumcision when peter would associate with jews he in the in galatians he challenges peter again on it now you see he was acting wisely smartly intelligently in order to give the gospel amen hallelujah and so we need to be wise we need to act wisely sometimes it will be like even we have crossed the line but we need to be sure that we are not crossing the line just to you know uh, associate ourselves with others not just for the sake of acceptance not for the sake of compromise but for the sake of the gospel you see paul crossing over are you able to see that amen so sometimes we might come into situations and contexts where it might look like maybe you're sitting in somebody's home and maybe they're sitting and watching a movie and you don't like that kind of movie 
instead of bashing the movie and saying oh this is all sin maybe we may have to hang on there a little bit build the relationship build the friendship for the sake of the gospel but not for the sake of watching the movie <laughs> maybe maybe that something which is not good maybe that's something that you will not believe in maybe that's something that you will not accept the stuff that is put out there is against scriptures maybe you will not agree with that but yet maybe you may just have to hang on there and keep the conversation going can i go one more step maybe they brought in a bottle of whiskey and opened it up don't flee from that uh, house and say oh this is a house of drunkards and sinners and run away maybe you may have to just stay in there maybe it just happened but stay in there and keep the conversation going so that one day you can bring the gospel to them you may be on your office party team outing and more than food drink is going to be in excess but if you start cutting off from everybody then you can't mix with anyone you can't share the gospel with anyone but of course again those are convictions that you will have to make those are decisions you will have to make between it's between you and god amen so don't go tell someone that pastor said that you can go and hang out in a drink booze party very often those are things that will you know stay on in the mind for a longer time than the content of the message but maybe you happen to be in a place like that and maybe it's a team thing and maybe somebody is drinking maybe everybody is drinking maybe you may not i hope so but if you are there and you want to make a difference if that's the purpose of your life and you want to touch people's lives if you want to bring change and transformation in their lives you may have to continue their the connection with them and build bridges act wisely I'm not saying that you can also drink along to build bridges but see it might be a very tricky situation might be really might be like a cat on the wall might be like walking on a thin line but if you are for the gospel you are crossing over not into sin but to somehow build the bridge and bridge the gap you can win people over to Christ hallelujah amen and so let's uh, think of these things and may god help us to break out of our own christian clubs every now and then we have our good christian gatherings and we feel very good about it we feel very comfortable about it why not go sit in some other gatherings and get to interact with people amen and build bridges break down the walls and let's get people by whatever means possible that's what paul said i am all things to all men so that by all means i might save some to the weak i am weak to the strong i am strong amen to the jew you have to be a jew to the gentile you have to be a gentile amen praise the lord that's how we can touch people's lives and bring a transformation Let's close in prayer. I know we've taken a long time this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.